What if there were a way to bring more joy, abundance, prosperity, peace, and harmony into your life? <laughs> but there is. Today, I am talking with a feng shui expert, manifesting magnet, alchemist, healer, real life Irish Celtic shaman, and the quote, Mary Poppins of prosperity, Patricia Lohan. Not only is she armed with incredible feng shui tips to bring more of what you want into your life, she's got some big, and I mean big, news for grown-ass women. I'm Jackie McDougall, and this is the Grown-Ass Woman's Guide. Patricia is the creator of Powerhouse Feng Shui and author of The Happy Home, A Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, Wealthy Life, and Become a Business Powerhouse Using Feng Shui. She helps people all over the world make their homes and businesses magnetic to money, luck, and blessings. If you're a longtime listener, you might remember Patricia from three years ago, episode 81 to be exact. I'll link to that in the description. But she taught us the basics of feng shui, and it was extremely powerful for myself and my listeners. This time, we dive deeper into the two areas the Grown-Ass Woman's Guide community has been asking for, Plus, Patricia brought in some timely and super exciting news about what's in store for grown-ass women in 2024. This is a really nice timing because we are moving into a very different cycle in feng shui cycle. And for grown-ass women, this is literally, this is our time. We're moving into a whole new era from a feng shui perspective, which is really exciting. So oh I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of talking about this. You're the first person I've kind of really started to, that I'm like, oh my God, this is the perfect, perfect time. <laughs> Excellent. So we're just going to dive in. You've piqued my curiosity. You've got me a little tingly. Like, yes. why? Tell me what's going on. So in feng shui, basically there's like big cycles and smaller cycles. So every year there's like an annual cycle. So, you know, we have like the year of the rabbit or the year of the dragon and Every year has a nuance to it. So this year we're currently in, in 2023, is the year of the rabbit. There's the fertility and it's like, whereas next year we're moving into the year of the dragon, which is obviously fiercer. It's going to be bigger. It's fiery, which is amazing. And that's like the nuance of the year. There's also 20 year cycles. And these 20 year cycles really hone in on a specific person like it kind of links in with the trigram which is linked back to the I Ching which is like very feng shui and like Chinese philosophy which is fabulous but for us like in lay terms the last 20 years it's actually been the era of the younger man oh that I kind have of more noticed Patricia patriarchal. <laughs> you know so but we are coming into the age of the and I know it's like the the middle-aged woman Mm. It's like our time. So we're going to see, I think like part of this is the focus will be more women in power. And mm. we're seeing it already. We're seeing women coming, raising up and taking action and the idea of patriarchal society changing. And it's fun how even like feng shui matches and mirrors like what's happening. But there's a lot of confirmation in terms of that. This cycle that we're moving into is the era of that middle-aged woman. And she will be the kind of dominating force of the the next 20-year cycle that, that we're entering in in February. So it's quite an exciting era for us from a feng shui perspective mm -hmm. on a kind of more macro energy. 
So that's what we're moving into. It's typically like the, the cycle moves over 120 years. So every energy gets a time during the 120 years. So we have had an era of the younger woman will have had the era of the older man, the kind of like crone down to the maiden, to the father figure, that those different roles. And one of them has a more dominant energy. And as we move into the cycle, February 2024, we're in kind of like basically the grown ass woman's era. It's our time, which is fun. And it's you just a time made of, me so happy. <laughs> I, I'm so glad. I, I really come bearing good news for us all. <laughs> That's amazing because we're going to get into the home and all the things that mm-hmm. we can do. But I love starting with this energy shift, right? With yeah. what's going on in the world and what should we be doing to show up as grown ass women to kind of align ourselves with this energy. So do you have any advice there? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I like sinking in like lots of different cultural philosophies as well, because, and, and I like how also feng shui, the feng shui cycle really sits in with the Celtic cycle. So I am, mm. I'm Irish and I am currently for some reason, I get back to Ireland and it's middle of Samhain. It is winter time. It is hibernation. It is into the darkness, shortest days of the year. And, you know, the trees are bare. And it's time to kind of just like nestle in and reflect. It's time to think like this is the time to like nest a little bit to also kind of clear away, like to shed the leaves of the past. So, you know, if we're thinking we're at the end now of a 20 year cycle, you could kind of maybe do rather than just even doing an annual reflection. It's like, well, what am I letting go of in the last 20 years? Like if I'm going into this new era Like, what am I bringing with me and what am I letting go of? And what do I want to plant the seeds of in this kind of Samhain time, this time of darkness? It's time for going in and recognizing what needs to be like shed. And what am I planting the seeds of? Like, how do I want to show up? What are the traits that I don't want to show up with that I want to accelerate and envision for this 20 year cycle? Like as a grown ass woman, who is she and how does she look? Mm -hmm. Because there's some parts that we can just like let go of. And what's so fun is also we're moving into the first kind of stage, like the first year of it is the year of the dragon. And, you know, the dragon, the symbolism is like associated with the phoenix rising. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's that kind of like what needs to die to be reborn? And what do you need to let go of, whether it's a mindset, thoughts, beliefs, stuff, you know, from me, from a feng shui perspective, I'm like, what stuff, like what's in your house hanging around that just needs to be like relinquished because mm-hmm. this is a time to kind of make space for it. What's really fun when we kind of look at all these cosmic cycles is the Chinese New Year starts in February mm-hmm. and it always starts on the new moon in February, which is moving into springtime. Like it's moving into that time of like fresh buds moving in. It's that kind of birthing and new little things unfolding. But they got planted now, you know, right. Like, that's what I would be really encouraging people. Like the soil had to be cleared. Everything had to be sorted. You had, they had to be tended to and looked after. So this is like that preparation time and really moving with the seasons. And if we even think about it type on that longer 20 year cycle, that even next year, this is still the very beginning of seeding that new, this new birthing. Like we're moving into an era of it with 20 years of this cycle. So it may not feel like, oh, I'm here now. You know, it's, it'll have been building up the same as the masculine will have been depleted. Okay. So 
I think it's really important to say, to make sure that if someone's listening right now, that she gets, yes, February, however, mm-hmm. now. <laughs> now. Because now yes. is the planting. Now is the clearing. Now is, you don't go out to your yard in spring and just expect all the flowers to show up if you didn't actually <laughs> plant them in advance. Exactly. Okay. So exactly. I, I love that. We're not waiting, ladies. We're yes. not waiting. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. And we can look at the seasons and really learn from them as well, because feng shui is all about nature and working with the elements and really moving with that flow of energy. So Mm. watching what's happening in nature and being like, how can I be more in tune with it? How can I, you know, Ken and my husband and I, we just started, we're, we're trying to readjust to life here because we've just been living in Greece for the summers and like, long, hot, bright, sunny days. It's just like bright, bright, bright. Two like right. the complete opposite here. And I was like, we need to readjust to this because I, we black out blinds where we're sleeping so much. It's like, let's just leave the blinds open. So we're just, mm. we're, we're sleeping with nature. We're like, it's getting dark. We're going to hunker down, but we're going to wake up as it starts to wake up. And that feels like an amazing, even alarm clock. You know, it's just nature. I think really paying attention to nature and living accordingly is powerful. Especially as we are moving into this time, which is traditionally a very busy season. You know, it's like, it's Christmas and we've all the lists. And today I literally did a session with my community where I got them to like write everything down on their list and then relax. And Mm. and what do they want to feel? And just like relief and then hand it over, like just hand it all over to God's spirit universe and sit back and relax and take a break. And then think about what help can I get? What really needs to be done? And Mm. do I actually really need to do that? And will the world collapse if it doesn't, or if it doesn't like take it off? Because this is a time to rest a little bit. Like, you know, we can't create when we're busy. Mm. That's so true. And I feel like many of us grew up in Generation X and busy is a badge of honor. It's a competition of busy. And yeah. I think that the, the beauty is that a grown-ass woman starts to go, hold on, I don't need to do that. I can buy that thing at the store instead of make it and spend 12 hours. Or I don't have to invite those particular people to this event when I don't feel good. And we start to shed, like you're saying, the things in our lives that are not serving us anymore. And so it's not just stuff. It's like that mental stuff, right? And that energetic stuff that's just weighing us down. Yeah. Literally, I just had a, like a snippet of a conversation with my mom about my sister, who was a very, like, she's a very steady creator, you know, and she has an amazing business that is just like, it's amazing. It's a gorgeous cafe in Bordeaux. It's Mm. fabulous. And you know, she's been renovating things and she's opening a new cafe. Like this is the things she's accomplished is amazing, but not fast, Mm. you know, very different to how my mother and my parents would have run their business with everything was this frantic rush. And I'm like, but look what she's created. Like it's fantastic. And it's steady. It's solid. And it's just, it's been amazing. And I just said, you know what? I like the way that she's done it. You know, it's kind of like, oh, look, she did it eventually. I was like, no, 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 no. But yeah. what she did and what she's created is phenomenal. And it is so considered 
every nuanced part was considered and steady. And now the next thing is considered and steady. And it'll just, it's just all growing and moving because she took her time. Yeah. I love that because we talked a little bit about having online businesses before we started recording. And we see that like growth, massive growth, 10X, you know, all the stuff out there. And if you look around and when you and I first talked, it was literally three years ago this month, the first time that we talked, we were living in that space of like 10X and boom, 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 hustle, 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 you know? And I think that energetically, at least for the grown ass women that I see, they're either not doing that business anymore or they just, they just got burnt out, you know, and, and they've learned how to step back and do exactly what you're talking about with your sister and like, do the things that feel aligned with you, do the things that feel good for you, because not everything has to be huge and fast and now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and you want to like feel good doing the thing you're doing, you know, yes. like one of the revelations that the women in my community had today, cause it was like a rest and reset kind of session. She said, one of the biggest ahas was now I realize that my Christmas cards are just a heartfelt message from me. And there's something I get to do. I'm going mm. to enjoy writing them and I'm going to send them with love. And I'm like, the people who get that card are going to feel that love. It's not yes. like, oh my God, I have to send all these Christmas cards. Like, Send them. If you feel like that's something that feels like a beautiful thing for you to do, set the time aside, get a nice cup of tea. Think about these lovely people that you're writing the note to. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't feel like an important thing for you, it's okay. Just let it go, you know? But it was that reframing of like, I have to do the Christmas cards as opposed to like, I get to write these heartfelt messages. Yes. Yes. How much of Feng Shui is really... Just creating an energy in our lives that make us feel excited to live. A lot. Like for me, when it comes to feng shui, is about the fundamentals. Your house has an energy blueprint. It's either supporting you or it's not supporting you. It's when you balance it and bring it into harmony and balance, it will bring more flow and more ease. Mm. But it's also what happens to the people in the house. So you can do it like vice versa, you know, but the idea is it's all about what makes you feel good. And if you've been living in your house for a while and there's some nuanced parts that just are not working or Mm -hmm. that it's like, I'm working really hard and I'm not seeing the financial flow. I'm not seeing the respect or the recognition for what you're doing or your kids are fighting all the time. If there's something that just feels up, like that's where I love feng shui because this practice doesn't get it wrong. Like when we analyze your house, I'm like, okay, well, the reason your kids are fighting all the time is because of this. The reason you're not getting the recognition is because of this. And this is what we do. And it's a very, very clear plan. Here's your plan. Mm. Do that. For me with my clients is once they have that in place, we're like, your house is set now. It starts with your home. And I think that that's where it's one of these topics that can be misunderstood because you think, oh, it's put the couch there and put these here and put these ornaments. It's not that. It's about really harnessing the five elements within your home and balancing them. And once that's balanced, which is what we do with our clients in our program, amazing. You'll start to feel like your house feels more calmer and more connected to nature, to that rhythm and that cycle. And then beyond that is what I love doing with my clients after that is having these conversations of like, how do we get us to internal balance, like to connect because the house is ready. 
once that's all balanced, it's all good. Right. And then, then we can bring more harmony into the other parts of your life. Right. I love bit. that because I mean, we're creating, right? Constantly. And mm-hmm. so are we creating positive flow in our lives or are we creating chaos and struggle and, and all of that? And I mean, I know when I walk into certain rooms in my house and I'm like, oh, it makes me happy or certain rooms I don't. And so you can feel that energy. I know that there yeah. are people, I, I asked in the Grown Ass Women's Guide community a little while back about feng shui and most people were like, I'm curious. This to me is like one of many tools that we use in our lives to get into flow with people, to get into flow, most importantly, with ourselves. For sure. Um, I know that the last episode, which I'm going to link to the episode three years ago, because we do go through a lot of basics and I don't want to go back and um, just rehash the same stuff. So definitely listen to that. But I asked this time. Okay. What people are interested in improving or elevating in their lives Mm -hmm. through feng shui. And I bet you can guess what number one was. Money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I okay. Wanna, We're all predictable. Yeah, it's fine. So I, I do want to talk a little bit about that. But number two also is harmony at home. Mm-hmm. And I think grown-ass women value that. Where yeah. maybe when we were in our 30s or 20s, for me, I always loved being home, but it didn't have the same value as it does for me. Now it needs to be that place where I feel my most authentic self, whether I'm working here or just being with my family, having a meal or reading a book by myself or whatever it is. And so what are some ways, let's start there, that we can make our home more harmonious? Yeah. So I would love to just roll back for one second on this one because when it comes to feng shui, one of the things I think is so powerful, especially in like the world that we're in right now, okay? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on outside. And if everyone's at home, we're in our house. This is our own little sanctuary. This is our environment. And we have, especially the women, literally are the thermometer of the home. And they're the ones who typically lead the actual decor and the energy. Everything is, is you. So this is within your span of control. And oftentimes it can just get overlooked. So I'm just really grateful for this conversation and for everyone listening. Like the first thing to bring more harmony into your home is to actually become conscious of this is within your span of control and bringing harmony and peace and getting really mindful about the fact that your home has an energetic blueprint is literally dictated by the year your house is built, the size of it, the shape of it, the position on the planet. This is all like, and then it's like, when we work with Feng Shui, it's like an astrology reading for your home. And then mm. we're like, oh, look at that's what the look, this is what's going on. And you want more harmony in this, 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 we have to do that. So just being really aware that you have a very powerful tool. And as you said, it is a tool. It's going to help. So becoming aware. And the first thing I would say is that level, it's just awareness that your home has an energy and it is supporting you or not. Either ways, there's things you can do. But I would say to you, just literally connecting with the soul of your home. Do a meditation, connect with it, just think and thank it for everything that it does. It has an energy, it has a vibration. And when you start to kind of connect with it, you will start to really become more appreciative that you have a roof over your head. Because I bet you, you can easily walk around your home and find bits that are not how you want it, you know, and 
Honestly, Instagram, Pinterest has a lot, a lot to do with this. And I think Mm. that it is really making life, especially for women, a bit more difficult because we're trying to achieve this perfect home. That's not what Photo is about. And just measure up up and this ideal reaching for perfection and Instagrammable and all of that stuff. Like that's not what a Feng Shui house is about. A Feng Shui house, a home is about walking into your place. Your kids are happy. Your husband, your partner are happy. You're having a good night's sleep. Your business is going well. You're feeling good. Mm. Like that's what it's about. It's not about aesthetics. And this is not about reaching for perfection. When people ask me, how do I know if your house is good feng shui or bad feng shui? I'm like, what's going on in your life? Because it is a mirror. It's a direct mirror. And recognizing that and be like, oh my God, it's a mirror. So what is in my house? So when I work with people, it's a lot, there's a lot more detail work that we do for people and the specific bespoke work. But the first thing you can do is like start at your front door before you get into your house. Like, how are you feeling? Are you excited to drive in the driveway? Is there like a nice welcome mat? We just got a new welcome mat that I'm so excited about. It says two little birds. It says, welcome to our nest. I was like, oh, like, and it was the first thing that I did when I came home from Greece. I was like, oh, look at the welcome mat going worn. Ken's like, why are you buying? We don't, it's more, it's like, why are you getting? I was like, because I want to feel good. Yes. And, I want, and I'm just, oh, it's so cute. That cost seven yes. euros. Like, <laughs> I, that is worth every seven years. I walk in and go, oh, it's so cute. Like, yes. I bought a welcome mat with you in mind. I was at a store with my husband and you know what it says? It says, yay, it's you with an exclamation point. And I'm like, that is the most welcoming like that. And that is so me, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so that's what ours says at the front door. And I thought of you when I purchased it. <laughs> so nice. So start there, like look around, like how does it feel coming in? open that door. Is it easy? Mm-hmm. And this is like a financial one as well. Is the door easy to open? Does the energy come in nice and easily? And what is the first thing you see? Especially families. Like I have gone into houses and there's like 500 pairs of shoes and 50 coats. And I'm like, nobody needs all these coats at the one time. Nobody needs all these shoes at the one time. We need to come up with a solution, you know? Mm. And because if you are opening your door and you're literally being struck with overwhelm, the first thing you see it's just going to literally spike your cortisol levels. And then you walk in around your house and you're given out, you know, first right. thing. So like sort out the places, like your first place that you interact with when you come home, whether it's a wall, that's the first thing you see. And if you have a wall, is there a picture or something that makes you feel really good? Can you put a picture up? Can you get a place like a basket, throw the shoes into the basket, make sure the door opens up. So this is just about kind of like a sense of like flow in the space. Now for like financial stuff, if your front door opens wide and then it goes out to like the back door or a window, that's not ideal because the money in energy is coming in and going straight out. So Mm. I would recommend putting up maybe a curtain or something. And I do have YouTube videos on this, but that's the first stop. And then the next thing is fresh eyes. So a harmonious home. And I'll just talk about one house I walked into once I walked in looks lovely. It's very nice family home. And there's this huge family portrait on the wall. I'm like, tell me about this. This is beautiful. And it happened to be in their family area, in their living room. I was like, perfect family picture in your living room, ideal. And she turned to me and she's like, we had a huge fight just before that picture was taken. And you know why I was being hired? Because her husband and son were just like not getting on. 
And I'm like, oh, and there's a picture of a fight. Literally. It doesn't matter how you're like, hey, we're all happy. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> Get. I was like, burn it. <laughs> burn it. <laughs> so right. again, fresh eyes, like walking around your space and looking. And then back to the very beginning of our conversation, we talked about the 20 years. You know, what's here from 20 years ago? Like, does this represent where I want to go? What I want to create? Is there a, an energy that connects with this, this piece? You know, like everything. And I, I'm a big, big stickler for artwork because I just feel like it is such an in energy imprint and it really is impacting our unconscious mind all the time. So like, what are the pieces on your walls? Like, what do they represent? What are they saying about you? about what you're creating, about your family. I share this story so many times, but I have a very good friend in Greece and he has a magnificent home and he's this big picture, like painting that he commissioned. And it's uh, his favorite painting was Renoir, The Boat Party. It's super cute, but it's a basically got like it recreated with the faces are like him and his family. Like it's super cute. (laughs) It's super cute. Like you wouldn't know, like, you know, be like, oh, there, you know. Anyways, what's so fun is that every time I go to that house, it's for a party or on their, to go on their boat. Mm. It's like literally it is the most wealth. But like, of course, he has a big picture of a boat. It's his holiday home. Like it's a boat party. You know, so it's like, what is it that you want to create? If you're thinking harmonious home, think of the images that represent that. Like right. what are the images? It's like you and your family maybe on their best holiday to Disneyland or to wherever you went and it was like the best family holiday, a big collage of that in your living room or in your living room together. Like where do you want good times to be? Bring that into it. Or is it a picture of people all together doing that? You know, I have like a beautiful statue of like this, these like people all together holding hands. Like it's a circle and it feels really nice. And like Mm. it's everyone's going to have their own instinctual visuals that they can bring in. And I really highly recommend that from, from a perspective of like harmonious home. And then the next thing is, depending on say, if you have children or you don't have children, if you have grown up children and you have a lot of baby images of them up around the house, I would get rid of those or pack them away. Not like you don't have to dunk them, but like pack them away because the baby Im- images can kind of almost like recreate that kind of childish behavior. So we're thinking harmony. We want them a bit more grown up. Let's like get stick with the more grown up pictures right. in the space. And then for for children in terms of like sleeping arrangements and that in the kids' bedrooms, having a family photo is very useful in young children, like up to teens age in the room. Like it's very affirmative of that sense of connection and togetherness. So that like for family harmony, they would be my that would be really important. And then again, look at the artwork, say for example, for couples. If you're in a relationship, you want to like have a look around and see if there's loads of single images, like single boats, single man, single women. That can kind of be to like loneliness or even I see a lot of my clients will tend to be if they even if they are in a relationship, they'll feel isolated or their partner will work away from home a lot. So it's like if you want togetherness, make sure there's images of people together, pairs. Mm. And again, family harmony ones, get rid of those cynical quote things like it's not me, it was my wife, or those blame oh, on this, yeah. or blame on the kids, all yeah. of those. You can kind of laugh, but there's a thread there that's yeah. like not nice. That's um, meant to like you send a harmony, meme. Send a meme to a friend if you want to, but like don't hang it in your home. <laughs> don't hang it in your home. Yeah, don't hang it in your home. Like yeah. we have, I remember welcome mad of a client. I will welcome to the madhouse. 
I had read their question. I was like, it's a bit mad. <laughs> Get rid of the math Accurate. first. Stop, <laughs> stop affirming. Yes. <laughs> we need to create a new story. What's the story you want to create? Yeah. So I have a question. So many of us will go on to these buy nothing groups on Facebook or wherever and, you know, exchange goods for free or buy things in Facebook marketplace, or this is not an ad for Facebook. And so we bring what I would imagine is someone else's energy from their stuff Mm. into our home. How do we incorporate that without bringing in that possibly potentially negative energy? So I think that there's a few things with this. Number one, it's like, if it feels good for you, like if it feels like, oh my God, and you have an excitement about it, that's Mm -hmm. good. But I would say for sure, definitely sage it or Palo Santo it. And like, just check in with like, who's buying this? Is it me? Is it like my unconscious wanting to bring this in? Like we've had people with cushions in their house that say F off like jokingly. Mm. And it's in their prosperity area. You're like, oh, that's interesting around your financial prosperity. I like unconscious behavior because right. you're not seeing it. And that's why the fresh eyes is really important. So rather than like, I am a big fan of like less. I'm not a minimalist, but I am like, who's buying this? And why am I bringing it in? And do I really need it? And if I'm bringing something new in, what's going? Mm. And then space clear, like definitely do a space clearing. If you're like, okay, it's ticked all those things. It's something that I'm going to use and that I love. And if you love it, great. Like this isn't about having nothing in your house. It's about having what feels good. And really important for me with this, especially as we're moving this time, is like that it reflects where you're going and what you're creating. So really start to think like, for example, I had a client who really wants to live in LA. Like she really wants to live in America she was living in the UK. So her house before that, before she started working with me, we did her remedies. She balanced it all out, but it was kind of hippie vibe. It was a bit of a hippie vibe. And she kind of got like those palm trees and like images from LA and put the artwork and it was tasteful. It wasn't like in your face, it was tasteful. And she's just got approved her visa. She was in LA, she's now in Austin, but that's the thing. It was just like, it all kind of starts to unfold because She's like creating it, like make your home the vision board. Right. And so speaking of vision boards, is that something you use in your practice or in your life? Yeah. Well, for me around vision boards, it's really about like, what's the feeling behind having the thing, you know? Mm. So I've gone from a a person that would have made a lot of vision boards in the past. And now I don't particularly make them anymore. Sometimes I do, but they're more about a feeling and an energy as opposed to a stuff thing. So it's like, what am I creating in my life? So it's more like a life board as opposed to a vision board of stuff, which feels a lot better. And I love when I see them, when I'm like, oh, or like, what are the activities I'm going to be doing or how I'm going to feel? So it's that kind of life board, which is kind of similar, but has a different kind of nuance to it. And what I love doing is doing it with our clients around the different areas of their life. So that's one of the things that's super fun about feng shui is that we work at all nine areas. So it's like health, career, finances, relationships, children, new beginnings, fertility. So every aspect of your life is covered and you can start to really look at. And that's, you know, part of that, this idea is especially for women who've been busy, 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 busy. And a lot of them get to a place where they're like, okay, I'm kind of done with this busyness. Something needs to change. I'm going to change my house. And then I start as, well, what do you want? How do you want your life to feel? How do you want it to look? What are the things? And it's not necessarily the things, but 
that essence of like, if you are in full flow with your life, what does that look like? How does it feel? Yes. And I think that is such a great way to look at it. Because if you ask, I would say many, many grown ass women, what do you want? They're like, I I don't know. I don't know what I want. But if you say, how do I want to feel? I want to feel free. I want to feel healthy and active. I want to feel connected, like all of those things. So if you focus on the feeling that you're looking for and not necessarily the, I want my bank account to have $2 million in it. And I want to, my kids to be angels. And I want to like, in these, these feelings, I think you're going to rise to the vibration. Is that For sure. I think that for sure. And you know, that idea of like freedom and all of that, like if you start then looking around your house and you're seeing loads of stuff, like you go through drawers of things. When's the last time I wore this? Where am I going to be like that, that having all of that, the things and especially connected to the past can hold us back from that sense of freedom, that sense of lightness. I've come back and I'm like blown away by the amount of clothes I have. And I actually don't think I have much compared to a lot of people, but I was like, oh my God, I am not buying anything, nothing, nothing. I don't need anything. I'm just going to wear what I have here. And I'm, I'm just amazed. And I think in society, we've been just like driven for more, 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 more. And mm. if we look at nature, it's just like, go through the cycles, go through the cycles. And it's about, it's a different philosophy and way of living. And then we're like, okay, that more, more, more is that busy, busy, busy energy, which is the opposite of how do I want to live? How do I want my life to look? How do I want to feel? And is my house a mirror of having loads of stuff? Because that can feel heavy, Yes, having a lot of stuff. Absolutely. I think about even a junk drawer, which I try to start small. And I'm here to tell anybody who's listening that you do not need the manuals. with that television that you bought 10 years ago, because first of all, all the manuals are online now. (laughs) And secondly, you're not returning it. Like you're good. (laughs) You know, some of the things we hang on to are crazy. Man, and the junk drawers. And this is the thing, like people say to me, Trisha, you know, I have feng shui, like I don't know where to start. I'm like, it is about flow. And there's going to be certain areas of your home where stuff hasn't been moved or feels overwhelming. And that will be my next call, like next quarter call. It go to that junk drawer, empty it out and feel the relief and be like, oh my God. Because every time you open it, it triggers you and gets yes. you a stress response. If you're you like, can oh, open it. <laughs> if you can open it. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> I think of the kitchen drawer, right? Where like there are kitchen tools that I have never used. Like I have never once used uh, one of those crackers to crack lobster. Never in my life have I made lobster, <gasps> but it came, it was like part of a wedding gift. Like, yeah. I think I can let go of that now, Patricia. I think it's okay. I've been married 21 years. So. <laughs> but you oh, know, you man. can't open the drawer. I know. And I think that like, this is the thing. It's like, especially when you start looking at like, you're looking, it's there 21 years. I've never used it. Somebody in a charity shop is going to be yes. jumping for joy. They're like, I love lobster. And I have it all the time. And I need just exactly that. That's you know, it's exactly like that's right. that cycle change. Yes. Um, and the other thing I find very interesting as well is one that a lot of people may be like, no, don't say this one, but books. Oh, yes. Books. They go on the shelf mm-hmm. and they stay on the shelf. They're not going anywhere. And like all joking aside, literally one of my first clients and I was walking around her home. And it was a very old house, like very old traditional Irish cottage. And I said to her, I was like, and this bookshelf, and I could tell the books were like really old. And I'm like, this bookshelf, like, has this been here for long? 
She's like, well, I moved in 33 years ago. So it was there then. And I was like, oh, oh. man. And the books. So they weren't the books? even her books? Yeah, yeah, the books. No, she had oh. moved in to her, her husband's home house. And mm. those books had been there. And I'm like, oh, my God, talk about stagnancy. I said, do you think anyone read them? I was like, man. So and we can joke and say that, but at this, like 30 whatever years. But if you literally look at bookshelves, there's probably books there that you haven't looked at or touched right. for years. And that's creating stagnancy. And there can be a real, even personally, we had three ginormous bookshelves in this house. And it with those shelves comes having to have books on them. Mm-hmm. And then I, read, I was like, what are we doing with all the books? What are we doing with all the shelves? Just like, let's right. get rid of the shelves. And that led to us having, we have like literally not even like three rows of books in our house now. It's very curated of like, I'm going to read that again. Or if someone comes to my house, I want to be gifted or, yeah. But there's that ego part. Look at all the books I've read. I'm right. so smart. <laughs> so you're not suggesting we get rid of books that we want to pick up again, that we want to, no. like, I have certain books that I pick up because there are lessons in there. And I'm like, I know I need to go to page 42 right now, you know, but just books that don't bring anything to our lives. No. And, you know, it's very interesting when you start going through them. I was just doing our house in Greece, like bunch of my eyes in Greece. And I'm like, looking over, I was like in our relationship area and I was standing there and I'm like, what are those books that I just pulled them out? One of them was by Edith Edgar, you know, the lady who lived in House Switch and it's called oh. The Choice. I was like, wait, this is not, I don't need this in my house. We've re- I've read it. Yeah. They can go. And it definitely doesn't need to be in my relationship area. Right. <laughs> you know, no thanks. You yes. know, so it's like every one of those things has a frequency. So you're looking at it being like, do I need all of these? And this is where it becomes a muscle. Like you can start with maybe if books is a difficult start with a junk drawer in the kitchen, then the books and then the underwear drawer, like just getting into a place of like, what's going to make you feel lighter in your house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I recently did actually my underwear drawer and I was like, I don't even wear like five pairs of them that I will scoot past every single time. I'm like, why are they still in here? Toss them. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, not necessarily the underwear, but other things there's somebody out there who really could use the thing that you're not mm-hmm. using. And so I love that energetic shift where I'm actually bringing what I think might be usefulness into somebody's life where I'm not using it. So, yeah. um, and then we don't have to, people don't have to buy more things either, you know, which I yeah. think is great. My favorite hack for this also for people, and I've seen my clients love it, is I get them to like write a list of things that they do need in their life. So I need a new washing machine money for the kids' Christmas presents, like whatever it is, write the whole big list. Mm-hmm. And then as you let go, you're like, okay, I'm making space for all these things. Oh. So you're very clear with what's coming back in. It's not like I'm making all this space and it's going to get filled up with junk again. It's like I'm making this space to feel this lightness. And I specifically, these are the things that are going to be useful. So it's like a different slant on like manifesting and vision board. It's, very, it's like a practical, like mm. this would be useful. This would be, this would be useful. Right. And how can it come into your life if you're not making the space for it? So you talk about all the different areas that I know when people work with you, they take a much deeper dive into all of these areas. But can we spend a little bit of time on prosperity and the prosperity areas and how the Gordon House Women's Guide community can bring in, attract more abundance in 2024? So the prosperity area is the Southeast area of your home. And there is you know, don't get too caught up on like, oh, what, what I would say is get your phone compass out, see where the general area is. 
go stand on it. And literally everything talked about, like walk around, anything that's broken, anything that's cracked, anything that's not working, clear it out. There's not like specific cures. There is a specific cure for your home that balances it. But I have to do my whole calculations to tell you this is the thing for your house because it's different Mm. for every house. But it's a consciousness of that area and being aware of it is going to make a difference. So clearing out anything that's no use, that doesn't work, it's on every level. So you can just go and stand in every level on that area and be like, okay, like even if it is the bathroom, it doesn't matter. It's more about like, is everything you're working, you know, for a bathroom, you could be like, oh, I'll get some new fluffy towels or I'll bring some flowers or maybe I'll get some nice hand soap for this area. Mm. You know, so you can just think, how can I improve it? And that would be my main thing for you. And then from a feng shui perspective, again, no leaks, no drips, anything that's like just not working or broken is going to be depleting the energy of the house from a financial and prosperity perspective. Right. I do like you to think even in that prosperity area, you could like write a check to the universe. You can, you know, just pop it into that area. You could get a bowl with some coins overflowing. It's not a cure, but it is an anchor of overflowing prosperity and abundance in my home. Like, so you're like, oh yeah, there's always more money. I feel connected to the flow of abundance. I'm bountiful. I'm abundant. And that goes right back to the beginning where it's like fresh eyes with your space and just giving thanks for the fact you have a house. And if you walk around your house and you're like, oh, I hate the bathroom is too old or this is broken or that, and complaining about it, you're going to get more of that. So let's like refocus your attention to like, what you love about your house. Start to really coming into that. I have a home. This is beautiful. I love this. I love this. What do I need to let go of to support me in this new era? And that abundant space, just go in and, and say, can you, is there a picture that feels abundant that you could bring in there that represents maybe it's flowers or trees or something that just like represents that for you? Right. I love that. And I think regardless of whether you own your home, rent your home, live in an apartment, guest house, like all of these principles can be applied regardless of where 100%. you live. 100%. We've just worked with a lady who we functioned her caravan. She wanted to buy a house. So herself and her family downgraded to a caravan. We functioned it and she's just after getting this brand new house. And uh, she was on today going like, oh my God, I've got a house to sleep. Oh my God. And to feng shui, you know? So it's like, it doesn't matter the size. I think this is one of the things and it's not reaching for perfection. Right. So if somebody's in an yeah. apartment, they can use the Southeast area of their apartment, not necessarily the whole oh, building. Yeah. Cause it would get really oh, awkward yeah, if they walked oh, yeah, into somebody exactly. else. And from a feng shui perspective, it's just like this, the property that you ha- own or that you're renting or that space is within those walls that are like under your contract or, you know, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. Okay, so we've cleared our space. We've created a a beautiful southeast corner as as much as we can, even if it's a bathroom. What is one more thing that we can do, possibly even outside of our house, to attract abundance? Clean your windows. Oh, good one. Yes. And clean your front door. This is like the the eyes and the mouth of your home. Clean your windows. Like You can see what's coming. You can see where you're going. It will feel really bright. And I now have to go clean my own window. <laughs> We've just moved back. And I was like, have the windows cleaners come? And he's just like, they came last week. I'm like, how? So I'll be doing my own as well, as you all come in and be like, that's on the moment. And don't try and do the ones that you can't get to. Don't beat yeah, yourself up if you somebody. can't do it. Do so. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. We don't want anyone getting on a ladder because Patricia and Jackie told them no. to. No, no, thank you. Just, you know, do what you can in your own time. Enjoy yeah. it. You know. Yeah. If you're ready to shift the energy in your home, 
Patricia has tons of YouTube videos and resources on her website and social channels. I'll link to them all at grownasswoman.guide forward slash episode 195. But listen to this story of transformation. Yes, I've seen some magnificent examples and we have one amazing lady who just comes to mind. She had her business. It was very struggly. She was single, kind of like, like this person and also had like debt and stuff. And it's just been so amazing because she's been on this journey for a few years, which I love watching. She ended up selling the house, meeting the person. Now she's like moved to a new place. They've got this amazing house. They just got married. Wow. And she set up her own business, basically kind of got to a place where they, she's award-winning business that she's been able to step away more and start her own little holistic crystal store. Wow. That's nice. Like a hobby little business. Like it is so nice. And she's like, this is her dream to have this space that people could come. She's a little shop. Her other business is doing so good now. And she's married. She just got married. That's um, awesome. So, so what I are know. some of the things she did like that you feel contributed to that? She got rid of a lot of her. The house she was living in was, was she had moved in with her ex-husband. Mm. And there was a lot of her old family furniture in it as well. Like people had died and she ended up inheriting all this stuff. And obviously we worked in terms of like the feng shui perspective. And then we worked together in selling her house because it was a beautiful house, but there was things to make sure that it would sell that we did together. And then she was very clear on what she was looking for her new house. So when you're living in a feng shui house, I'm telling people like, this is what you need to look out for when you're looking for a new house, because it was some things that weren't great for that one in her, her existing one. So there's, that's kind of the journey. It's like helping people buy, sell, move to the next right. and start a whole new life. Yeah. You know? so it's, it's so rewarding. I was going to say, that must be incredible for you to just put your head down on a pillow at the end of the day, knowing that people feel supported and Ooh. hopeful more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing is just knowing that you have a home that is supporting you and that you're doing the best you can with the, what you do have, which right. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's super rewarding. It's so fun. Patricia has created a mini course that dives into all nine areas of feng shui, helping you get clarity on what it is that you want. And she goes step-by-step step into exactly what to do to get there. It's a power-packed digital toolkit that will help you magnetize your home for luck, blessings, and joy within just two days. Get your feng shui quick fix at patricialohan.com forward slash Jackie. And if there is one thing you take from this episode, it's this. That your home matters and the environment really matters that you are currently in. And just take time to look around and take action because every little action you take around your environment is going to have an impact. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, links to related episodes and a transcript of this episode, visit grownasswoman.guide forward slash episode 195. And let's connect on social at grownasswoman.guide. Until next time, you are a grown-ass woman. Act accordingly. The Grown-Ass Woman's Guide is produced by Grown-Ass Creative, a media and marketing agency powered by grown-ass women over 40. Spring has sprung. And with the change of seasons, sometimes comes an increase in vitality. If you're feeling in the mood for a little more personal time, may I suggest Coconu. Coconu is all about providing clean and natural ingredients when you're enjoying your most intimate moments. 
with or without a partner. Naturally safe products developed by people who are obsessed with quality. Get 15% off with promo code GROWNASS at grownasswoman.guide forward slash kokanoo. That's 15% off with promo code GROWNASS at grownasswoman.guide forward slash kokanoo.